What's up? This is the Fancy Daydreamers podcast. Check out our Instagram and Twitter at FFDaydreamers. And Ian, drop it. What's chilling? What's chilling, y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here today, or whatever day you're listening to this. I am your host, JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, as always, I have Keone. Hello, everybody. I hope you've been a good person this year, and because, you know, that is good for later this month happenings, and just in general in life, to be a good things. And, you know, what else is good being put in the world, hopefully, is the Twitter from me. So you can follow me there at Daydreamer Keone. And Ryan. Ryan is here today. What's up, guys? I'm happy to be back. You know, the Twitter, R-O-K-K-O. Rocco. Daydreamer. And I just want to talk to producer Ian real quick. Yes, I do. I was nervous. And the reason why I was nervous because I was reading and trying to speak at the same time. And it scares and go bad. I know the Instagram and, and I know the Twitter. And I still wanted to read it. And I was like, you know what? I should just done this off of my head. It would have sounded more natural. That's yeah. why I sounded nervous. Because, boy, I knew a stutter was coming, and I was scared it was going to happen. <laughs> All right. See, the stutter and the nerves. One yeah, of them's going to so. get you. It's okay. He, there's only, he only does it once. That's why you call him One Take Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Do, do we call him One Take Ryan? We do now. <laughs> you mean that booth, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got some news today. We got our waiver wire, and then we got the week 14 recap. So let's get into the news. A Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, injured his ankle on Sunday. No news has really come out about if he's going to miss time, but he missed the whole uh, second half of the game. I think he's not, he's not, like, he's not ruled out. That's, that's the yes. thing I saw. He's not ruled out. It, it came out that it was not a high ankle sprain, just a regular ankle sprain. So. Ah, so it's lower on the leg. Yes, I guess so, and I guess that makes it not as serious, but only time will tell. We'll update you guys on the next podcast. Bills wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders was ruled out with a knee injury. I mean, no, again, no timetable as of yet, but... He has other uh, receivers. Yeah, Josh Allen does, yeah. Browns running back Kareem Hunt left early with an ankle injury from the Ravens-Browns game. That one kind of hurts. Nick Chubb is still going to be that lead back there, but it looks like Kareem Hunt will miss at least one week as he is week-to-week now with this injury. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says his toe feels worse than before the game. Bad news. You guys think Aaron Rodgers plays through this injury still, even though it's gotten worse? Yeah, I think he's playing. I think he'll play until he's secured, you know, like a certain point in playoffs because they'll probably get into playoffs. But 
I think he wants to go for probably, you know, first per, first place in the division or in the conference or whatnot. And if he can't get that, then, you know, he'll probably keep out because I think it was kind of funny because he said before the game, like when they were talking to him or something, he's like, I just can't get it stepped on. It's like, bro, you play football and you're the quarterback. <laughs> you're going to get you're going to have your foot stepped on. Like, it's just yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I would assume he doesn't play week 18 no matter what. Probably not. Yeah, unless that, that first place is mm. on the line. Oh, you know. I mean, maybe he does, but... Thanks for a bye, though. Yeah. It's versus the Lions, only one. Bruh, come on. You know, Jordan Love could beat the Lions. I believe in him a little bit. <laughs> Show your worth, Love. You Show your worth. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chargers running back Austin Eckler also left early with an ankle injury. These ankle injuries eating people up this week. How do you guys feel about this Chargers backfield? Do you guys have you guys heard any update about Austin Eckler? No, but I I think they they he's they're definitely clear like best best back, and so they'd either have to go with like a split between Kelly and um and Jackson Jackson Jackson, and so it's like is and I guess that's gonna if if he's out, but you really want Eckler in there. Yeah, uh, the Chargers did not hold practice on Monday, but they do have to come out with a report. So said that Eckler would not have participated. So we'll just see going forward. It's a short Washington- week too. Sorry. Yes, it is. It is a short week. That's a great point. Washington Football Team's quarterback Taylor Heineke left early with a knee injury. I mean, they're right on the the edge of that playoff, and. It's not looking great for them at this point. No, as, I know. Yeah. And they, they also... Oh, no, go for it. I just, they kind of need him, because I don't know who else... Like, Kyle Allen is... Eh? But, like... They're... Yeah, they got beat up, like, big time by that defense. And it's just... Yeah, they're they're really hurt. And especially with... Well... I'll let you say it, but yeah, there was yeah, another injury. No, no, go for it. Um, Terry McLaurin fell hard and got a, a a concussion. Yeah, and so that's just they're kind of dropping like flies. So their playoff chances, which were slim already, are really kind of looking like dwindling. Bleak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terry McLaurin left early with that concussion and like we've said all season on this podcast concussions are different from person to person so really only time will tell with with that one how how long he'll be in that concussion protocol panthers wide receiver dj moore is considered day-to-day with a hamstring injury this panthers team they look rough they don't know who to play at quarterback is it going to be cam newton pj walker they keep benching cam but then making him the starter the next week uh matt rule head coach there they fired uh their offensive coordinator joe brady a couple weeks ago now i i mean i don't know what the panthers are doing there and now they they might be without their number one wide receiver dj moore it's yeah it's bad bad news for for um for a guy who you really wanted going into playoffs as kind of a reliable um wide receiver so yeah be prepared to to pivot to somebody else is for during fantasy or during these playoffs yeah i agree one take riot 
All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I agree. I was expecting a little yeah. bit more, but Ryan agrees. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, is day to day with a foot sprain. Ryan, how do you feel about, about this Josh Allen news? Well, uh, I don't feel anything really. I mean, he's going to play. They have to. I mean, you're right. He's day to day, but on game day, when the situation they're in right now is what seven and seven, fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah, not not. I think they're seven. And not six. winning. Seven six seven, seven and six. Uh, I, they're fighting for their lives. So they play the Bills or they play the Patriots next week. Do I love the matchup? No, but didn't didn't I think the Bills beat them by thirty points last year in New England? In the second game, it was a close. It can't. They lost to Cam last year. I just wait, think wait, wait. They don't. They don't play the Patriots next. They play the Panthers, then the Patriots. Oh my bad. Sorry. That's all right. No, then I was Panthers, say, Patriots, Falcons, even Jets. Better they got, All right, just get everything I said. Nice Forget schedule. about it, bruh. Start Josh Allen, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the Patriots next 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 week. So that defense might be, but against Carolina, you could easily start Josh Allen. And hopefully he doesn't have to run as much, which will be because he, oh boy, over 100 yards, right? Yeah. No, he I was that much, he, Josh Allen, please. Yeah. That's nasty. They were drawing up runs for him. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't just like him scrambling. That's yeah, the like, thing you do. Yeah. You should have done that versus New England. I don't know why I'd take him away. Mm. Figure that part out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news today. Let's move on to our waiver wire. All right, first, is there anyone that you guys could not get on your list? They're over 33% rostered that people should be looking for first. Yes, and it's related to some of the news. Um, So there's continuity. That's great. Uh. <laughs> And I, this is maybe the first time since a while or in a while we could maybe consider this guy, um, Robbie Anderson. He's 44.6% rostered. With the DJ Moore news, he might be hurt, so you never you don't know if he's going to be playing or not. And, you know, he he had seven catches on 12 targets for 84 yards. And those were both highs, like season highs, in targets and yards for Anderson, he also got a touchdown in this past score, game. Yeah. So he scored like, in the fourth quarter there and made it the score not look terrible for the Panthers, even though the game was yeah. pretty bad. So, I mean, he's a guy that clearly, if PJ Walker's in, like he's going to go to him. So, you know, it's a, he's a possibility. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. a great matchup against the, the Bills, <laughs> um, as we said just now, but uh, he's a guy, if, especially if DJ Moore's out. Yeah, he's definitely a guy I had on my list as well. Um, yeah, even if Cam Newton's in there, Cam Newton has liked Robbie Anderson in the past. So, mm. yeah, that's a pretty good one. I got Deontay Foreman. Uh, I think he's 50, sorry, 58% rostered. Back-to-back weeks with 15 or more touches. Playing against the Steelers defense, who's been struggling against the run. We just watched it on Thursday night. Um I think Foreman is the main guy in the backfield. I don't think Hillard got any, or barely any work at all. So, um, Foreman. All right. Uh, I also have Tua 
Tagovailoa, 38.1% rostered. If you need a, a quarterback, they go against the Jets. So, I mean, that should be enough said. And they're coming out of their bye. So, 10-7, and seven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they have a pretty, uh, pretty easy schedule uh, coming up here, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, at least four Tua. Yeah, it's the Jets, and then it's New Orleans, and then I don't remember the team in between, but then week 18 the, is the Patriots, I believe. And the so Titans a, is... Okay, the Titans. Titans and then it's a good week to have to face the Patriots in week 18, because they're probably going to be sitting a lot of, a lot of people. So. Yeah, but I mean, most, most fantasy championships are, don't even go into week 18, so you got Tua against the Titans for your oh. championship, most likely. You're right. I'm just talking about for ten and seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah fantasy for wise, your ten and seven take. Okay. For fantasy wise, yes, it's it's great. Yeah. All right. Who are your top three waiver wire ads this week? Then remember, rostered in thirty three percent or fewer leagues. I think we all have the same uh, first guy. Yeah. So probably. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Austin, Rashad Penny. Seattle Seahawks running back. He's 8.6% rostered. And Seattle is a running team. When their running backs play well, this whole offense plays well. And Rashad Penny had himself a day on Sunday playing on 57% of the offensive snaps. This is the second straight week where he led this backfield in snaps. He finished the week as the running back three, carried the ball 16 times for 137 yards and two touchdowns. It really opened up the passing game for Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett mostly. Um, I mean, they did their thing. Russ was out there cooking. Chef Filet Wilson out there for, for once in a very long time. And Tyler Lockett did well. And I think it was all due to the Rashad Penny opening up that run game. He is. Yeah, I, you know, I knew the Texans were bad, so that, I mean, I thought that matchup was good. But play the f- um, they play the Rams this week, and the Rams just got eaten up by James Conner. So maybe Penny could do it again. And definitely would take a wave wire right on him. Yeah, the the like he's kind of a guy where at this point it's I'm not ne- I'm not focused on the matchup necessarily because it seems like he has put himself into a position. Where he is Are you gonna be not the rest of your fab if you have any. This the um, guy? he's the guy who maybe stands out, not necessarily the most, but he stands out a lot in terms of who is available, and especially at the running back position, which is really important. Um, given all the injuries we've had, I mean, you can talk about the first, you know, the um, your first round picks being injured. That's that's the story of the season. So. Yeah, I think he's he's a guy who's definitely worth a a lot of a lot of fab um at this point if you already don't have him, which again a lot of people don't. Um so yeah, and like regardless of matchup, I think he's he's a guy to, to have at least at this point until until he shows otherwise. But hopefully he doesn't. All right. Second on my list I got Alan Lazard. He is four point one percent rostered. He finished as a wide receiver seven on the week. He saw seven targets, caught six of them for 75 yards. He scored a touchdown. Alan Lazard seems to be clearly Aaron Rodgers' number two wide receiver there in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback, knows how to find the open player. Yes, Devontae Adams is the number one there, but 
There's not really a number two, maybe Aaron Jones, but Alan Lazard definitely should be rostered uh, going forward here. So too good of he's on too good of an offense not to be. I also have Alan Lazard, but is like my number three. So mm-hmm. I'll talk to him about and just add something to the Ravens are their next matchup um, for Green Bay, and the Ravens don't have their top cornerback Marlon Humphrey. He is out mm-hmm. for basically the rest of the season. So, and plus, they're giving up a ton of points to the wideout, and he seems to be the healthiest he's been all season. You know, he had season highs in um, uh, targets and yards. So, yeah, he's he's going to be getting thrown the ball, and against a defense that might not have an answer for him. So, just he's he's. Uh, He's a good option for, especially for this week and moving forward. Uh, Kenny, who is? Uh, oh, sorry, oh, okay. Sorry, we're talking about Kenny second now. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask Kenny. I skipped ahead. That's my bad. Um, my second is, I believe I talked about him last week in a way, but I kind of paired him, I think. But um, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. So I talked about him and Josh Reynolds, I guess, but he seems to clearly have separated himself from the rest of the receivers. Um, he has 10.9% rostered, and he has seen 12 targets in each of the last two weeks, which is very nice to see, especially in this stretch of the season. So he's definitely emerging as the number one wide receiver, and that probably was helped a little bit by um, not having TJ Hawkinson on the field. But still, even when TJ Hawkinson was there, he still had 12, uh, 12 targets. Um, and it's just unfortunate that Jared Goff is the quarterback, but Still, if you can get um, have a receiver who's getting thrown the ball that many many times, you know, you you take that. And they have Arizona, which is kind of a tough matchup, but we can you we saw this week that they can be thrown on, um, maybe not to the same level as the Rams, but you know he's going to be getting the ball, and they're going to have to throw probably. And then week sixteen is the big one. They face Atlanta, so if you're able to make it to week sixteen, that's a really nice matchup regardless of, you know, if the team is bad or not, because the Lions are, but still, that's a good matchup if you make it there. So, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, for me, my number two, AJ Green. Uh, they play against Detroit at Detroit. Uh, Cardinals, for some reason, play amazing on the road. They're 7-0. AJ Green last night had 10 targets. He has multiple games with over 10 fantasy points. I can see him definitely getting um, in the end zone. I think this is going to be a blowout real quick. I don't expect maybe much in the second half, but I definitely expect some end zone work or some red zone work for him against his bad lines defense. I like it. I like that one. My third guy, Jamison Crowder, he's 33.8% rostered. The Jets have two of their top wide receivers on IR now. First, Corey Davis. Then this past weekend, they added rookie Elijah Moore to the IR. Jamison Crowder is now the best wide receiver left on that roster. Now, it might be a little bit scary to play a Jets right wide receiver, especially with Zach Wilson and how he's played recently. It hasn't been great. But Crowder has proven to be productive in the past, and the Jets have a somewhat favorable matchup coming up. They play the Dolphins, who, yes, have a, as a team should handle the Jets, but their past defense has struggled, giving up the fifth-most fantasy points to the wide, wide receiver position. And the last time they played, just a couple weeks ago, Crowder finished as a wide receiver 23 with six receptions. He scored a touchdown. 
And then they play the Jaguars after that, a game that should be, let's just say, interesting. The Jets and the Jaguars. The Crowder should be a flex candidate the next few weeks, let's just say that. And so he needs to be rostered in fantasy football. He it would be he would have been like my fourth guy because seeing both Davis and Moore out like he just shoots straight to the top of that uh that team. Yeah, the target's got to go somewhere. Yeah, they're not going to Denzel Mims. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my third guy, Jimmy G, going against Atlanta. Uh, big game of the week. Both going for that six and seven seed of the playoffs. I think uh, 49ers roll in this game. Jimmy G gets two touchdowns, uh, maybe 250 yards. Good, solid little play right there if uh, you don't like your matchup with your quarterback. Oh, see, at first I thought you were going with Jimmy Graham, but that oh, makes more sense. That makes more no, sense. No, that, no. that makes Jimmy more GQ, sense. Jimmy baby. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that makes more sense. And Keone, you said your third player was Alan Oh, Alan Lazard. Lazard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, is there anyone you guys are dropping this week? I'm I might drop um, Cortland Sutton. Like I don't know if you've kept on to him for this long, but he is just. I think it's been many many weeks since he's gotten over like ten fantasy points, and they're clearly going with the run first because I think in this last game they had. The receivers caught, or the uh, the running backs had four touchdowns among them, so th- that's just wild. Um, and they're yeah, they're a run heavy team. Yeah, and Jerry Judy is their number one receiver, I think. Pro- uh, and and yeah. even there, I don't even know if I want to play Jerry Judy. Right. So you can almost cut all the Broncos receivers. <laughs> that's what I I think so. I think I'm just about there where I can cut. All the Broncos receivers. I think I could probably cut Dontrell Hilliard. Mm. Um, oh, cut, yeah, quick, quick. Yeah, cut. don't need um, him anymore. We didn't really know who was going to be the the running back there for Tennessee, but it's not Hilliard. Yeah, um, it's Foreman. So uh, Zach Moss was another healthy scratch. So if you held on to Zach Moss for some reason this long, you could go ahead and cut him. Um, you can also, it, depending on if uh, Adam Thielen comes back. I think you can get rid of Conklin and Osborne. Hmm. But if he's not, then definitely keep Osborne. But Conklin, I still think. Yeah, know, a streaming option, you know. Yeah, only if you're desperate. Yeah. Like I was. Um, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Are you guys cutting Elijah Moore? He was placed. He's going to be out at least two more weeks. That's playoffs, so. Yeah. So, go ahead and move on from Elijah Moore. All right, that'll do it for our waiver wire. Let's move on to our recap. What are two takeaways you guys had from this week's slate of games? I could go first. My first one is going to be the Broncos running backs. Melvin Gordon finished as a running back five. Javante Williams finished as a running back eight. Against the Lions coming off their first win since December 6th, 2020. So it took them Almost the whole year to get a win. And then this Broncos backfield just sucked the life of whatever momentum they had coming off of that win. 
I mean, Melvin Gordon carried the ball 24 times for 111 yards. He scored two touchdowns on the ground. And then Javante Williams touched the ball 16 total times for 83 yards, and he had two touchdowns. It was a huge day for these two backs who have really been productive all season. It's been a really good backfield, and they just completely dominated this Lions, this Lions team. My second takeaway is the Chiefs. Winners of six straight now. After all the questions early on in the season, the Chiefs have definitely silenced some people. And this week in somewhat uncommon fashion, Travis Kelsey, my second love of the week, had 4.20 fantasy points. Oh yeah, listen to some Bob Marley or something. Tyreek Hill was under 10 fantasy points. Both of which were outside of the top of starting for their position. You can confidently start Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards Alaire, all everyone on this Chiefs team going forward. They are clicking at the right time, coming down the stretch into playoffs, looking for that number one seeded in the AFC. This Chiefs team is rolling right now. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even go as far just to say uh, Daryl Williams. You can. It's true. Yeah, um, he's definitely definitely an option. Mm, he he helped me uh, this this week as one of you know the we talked about uh, like backup running backs, and he is involved in the game and has a great ability. Uh, and yeah, so don't be don't be frustrated by you know Kittle or Hill not performing you know super super well because they will like they're. They have their games, and when they have their games, their games are really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, back, back at running back, Williams finished as the running back 17 this week. Mm. So. And then go to your Melvin Gordon and um, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Man, you're na- they are nasty. Williams is especially nasty, but Melvin Gordon played pretty well. So. Melvin Gordon with some strong, yeah, some strong rushes. I know as fantasy people, we really want Javante Williams to have a backfield to himself. But the way that Melvin Gordon has played this year, he really does deserve a contract. So that's yeah, I, that's something it, I would re, I if like. He would have iterate. had a job to himself. He would have had a had a great year. Yeah, this makes it seem like maybe they should have drafted a running back and drafted a position they needed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a running theme where it's just like, don't draft a running back? Oh, uh, running theme. I get it. Ah, shout out to intern Aaron. I know he appreciates that one because he does not like drafting a running back, especially in the first round for, yeah, for teams to do that because um, you can get them anywhere, basically, and you'll see what they do. <clears throat> James Robinson. So, yeah. Uh, I'll go my takeaways. Um, Packers, again, roll 45 points, 45 points on Sunday night. Uh, just over the last three games, Packers, 37 points. Uh, Rodgers, over 1,000 yards, 11 total touchdowns, zero turnovers. Devontae Adams, three straight games of 100 now. Uh, he was super nasty. Both running backs are, have been pretty good. Uh, Aaron Jones coming back with those two touchdowns. And then uh, their upcoming, uh, upcoming schedule. You guys, like you said, the Ravens, who are super beat up. The Browns who let a backup destroy them in that second half. I thought the Browns were going to lose. I, hopefully we can talk Ugh. about it on the live stream, but our, um, which you should check out. 
Uh, <laughs> and then they play the Vikings, um, who also don't have that good of a defense. And then my second takeaway is that Dak and Zeke. I mean, Dak basically just took me out of the playoffs in one league. That's how bad he's been playing overall. Uh, six touchdowns, five interceptions, last five games, uh, 66% completion percentage, uh, 1,336 yards, just not playing well at all. And it's not even like CD and, and Mari Cooper and Gal- those guys are playing well. Just Dak is throwing these crazy, crazily dumb interceptions. And then his running mate, uh, one of Keone's main guys, Zeke. I mean, Zeke isn't beat up. Totally Potter, no, totally, no Tony Pollard this week. And I saw Corey Komet on the field way too much. And <laughs> rushing yards. Uh, hasn't scored, hasn't been over 100 since the Giants in October. I mean, it is this this Dallas offense is struggling, and I I don't really know why, but they, uh, man, their defense could causes so many turnovers. It works out for them, but man, yeah, I know. Going into the season, everyone was like, "Oh, this offense is so high powered. This defense just is going to give up so many points that they're going to have to score." But it's kind of been reversed, especially as of late, where the offense just can't seem to get it going and the defense is just having to keep them in games well do you remember the first game of the goddamn year it was 31 29 and the game was lit Dak had like 400 yards and all yeah. and cd and cooper had i think over 15 targets each and zeke was seeming like he was into the game he was running hard i mean i know you can't run the bucks especially when they were healthy early but they were going at it i was so confused what has been going on the this first second half team is just since the, probably the Patriots game, they have not been the same. And I don't, and maybe it's because of that calf injury Dak had that one week, but it seems I like mean, more than shitting on Atlanta that one week they've been yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like the ankle or the, the calf injury, it, like I can't chalk it up to just that. There's something else, like I don't know, because yeah, it's even though he's not, even if he's not mobile, he still has a good enough, or he should have a good enough, like arm to you know be able to perform like well and he's just not and it's been very frustrating as somebody who yes does have both Dak and Zeke do, did you see Dak that pick six he threw that linebacker at the end just, I don't know that linebacker has never had the easier pick six of his entire life yeah. Dak didn't see him all and just threw that right yeah. into the hole I right was to like, him. man that's yeah. a, if I could get passes like that bro, I could be a linebacker too Sweet yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's frustrating, especially since yeah, I think it was he was right in front of uh, Dalton Schultz. I guess another guy you could probably potentially drop because he's just not being utilized. Um, but somebody, uh, transition, somebody who is being utilized and in, in a huge way, George Kittle. The, the, probably the best tight end in the league. I mean, just overall, if anything, because he can block and, you know, perform. And as JJ likes to call him, the Yakness monster, he is just ridiculous. And he added to his just impressive, impressive catalog in this past game. And here's a fun fact out of this past game or from this past game. He is now the only tight end in the modern era to have back-to-back 150-yard games in the same season. 
So congratulations to George Kittle for being an absolute menace to defenses. And he is just, uh, you know, he is that super personalized gift that you've been waiting for your whole life. You know, you never got it as a child because either money woes or you're just, your parents didn't love you. But <laughs> now, now you, have a, you have a significant other that, uh, that cares for you and cherishes you the way you never were, fills that void. Um, and so it means much more. So you cherish it and you treat it with more love than you ever could have before. And uh, just when you think you figured out all the secrets, it keeps surprising you. So that's that's George Kittle. Um, <laughs> I love it. My uh, I love George Kittle, and we talked about it on the last podcast. So was it going to be uh, George Kittle Day? Was it going to be uh, Brandon Ayuk Day? And it turned out it was both of them. Yeah, uh, huge, so. huge touchdown in the uh, to win that game from Ayuk. A beautiful play. Yes. Yeah, Kittle's the guy who beautiful got beautiful dive. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He is that that top three tight end that you drafted him to be, or or people have expected him to be in the past. You know, just just to put a pin on this conversation real quick. I think we should talk about tight ends in the off season about drafting again because I'm not sure if it was really worth it. Because I don't think Travis Kelsey has been as amazing. Kittle now has like got been amazing the last few weeks. Remember, he started off so start off got hurt. <sighs> Wilder got hurt. Uh, Hawkinson now has missed a game. Andrews has been up and down, been more up the last couple of weeks still again. But like, man, Pitts, I mean, Pitts fell off a, a goddamn freeway and no one knows where to find him in Atlanta, bruh. So it, it, we should talk about this tight end, maybe even on a couple live streams. Again, check mm-hmm. out the live stream. No, it's, it's, it's a good point because that is something that has been in the back of my mind for sure. So yeah, that would be worth more discussion. Um, my second takeaway, though, is it's nice to see the Chargers allowing Herbert, Justin Herbert, to ball out. I think we have kind of been waiting for this kind of thing from him, you know, being able to, to do plays, to show off his, his arm strength, and we finally got it. You know, uh, newsflash, this just in, read all about it, extra, extra, Herbert has a very, very strong arm. And uh, that 60-yard touchdown was a dime. And uh, Guyton, as, as JJ predicted, you know, got the touchdown and you know, had a good game because of it. And it was perfect. It was just right in the cradle. And you know, it, for, a long, for a good portion of this season, uh, he was not able to kind of show all that he could do. And I think they were not play-calling to his ability but i think by doing this it allows them to have kind of that extra weapon in their toolbox that kind of makes defenses be wary you know just like not having a player on defense makes offenses more more confident having this weapon can make defenses less confident so i think this is just a super super valuable thing to have in their arsenal and uh it it showed it and you know three touchdowns two two hundred seventy five yards looking like he was um, from last year so I hope it continues. Uh, you're right. He had a great throw to Guyton and he had that nice throw to uh, Josh Palmer, the rookie wide receiver there for another touchdown. Um, do you think it has partially to do with Austin Eckler exiting the game early and maybe Justin Herbert 
didn't have his dump down guy. He didn't have a real good run game. So he had to kind of air the ball out more, use his arm. Um, I mean, that very well could be a factor, but I think the main point of it is he should, they should allow him to do that more, I think. Because it didn't seem like he was able to do that a lot so far this season, because there was a lot of like dump offs and, you know, not very much variety in the type of passing work they were doing necessarily. And so this adding this next, you know, layer of like, or stratosphere of kind of depth to their um, playing is, is good. Um, and as, as producer Ian says, it, they're very conservative typically in their playing calling, even though they go for it on fourth down a lot, but that's due to special teams. But this was a way, um, like a, a step away but, from that conservatism. But is my question is, is it, is it the play calling or is it Justin Herbert is conservative and so he dumps the ball down. And so if he doesn't have his dump down, now he, he, he has to throw it down the field. You know, is maybe, Justin Herbert the one being conservative here? Or maybe it was due to the Giants' defense being... The Giants' <laughs> defense! <laughs> <laughs> True, maybe that is I solved everyone's problem. <laughs> um, that is a good right. point. Yeah, that's that a great point. Let's end it on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys like the content that you guys are hearing, you guys can find all of our stuff on fantasydaydreamers.com. You guys can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FFDaydreamers. Ryan alluded to it a few times during the podcast, but we do have a Twitch, Daydreamer Media. We record, we go live on Mondays and Wednesday nights. So go ahead and join us over there. We, that's the easiest way to get your questions answered, get in contact with us. And yeah, just have a good time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to tell a friend and stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.